Welcome to the State of America Road Report. With your hosts, David Hudson and Ian Rice. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the State of America podcast. As always, my name is David, and I'm flying solo again this week. If you haven't noticed on some of these uh, special um, episodes, we're going to have just me, sometimes Ian, and hopefully we can get around where we can get both of us on one, but um, just bear with us on that. We're trying to get these out, uh, hopefully, the the day after um, shows. That way, uh, people that we're talking to have it fresh in their mind and can tell us all the the good experiences or bad experiences they had at the Crow Show, and so uh, this week or the today we're going to have uh, William Whalen back on. And if you remember, he was one of our very very first guests that we had on the podcast, probably probably one of our first ten episodes. And so anyway, he went to see the Crows the other night in Pittsburgh. So first of all, Bill, welcome back, and second of all, how much fun did you have? It's great to be back, and I had a blast. It was so much fun. It was, um, at first I took my uh, 14 year old to his first show. And, um, I, the great thing about this pandemic was, was I was able to teach rock and roll to him. So of course, uh, you know, during all these long nights and things like that, during lockdown, uh, we'd sit around the fire and I would just play him Zeppelin, the crows and just build up to, you know, to, to modern rock history and things like that. And, um, uh, for him to sit there beside me and, um, take in, uh, what uh, what I've been preaching to him about the crows it was uh, phenomenal, and to see it through his eyes, it must felt like my first experience all over again as well. So uh, uh, he had a blast. He sold. He's a fan. Uh, he was a fan going in, but he's a bigger fan now. And um, you know, it, it, I couldn't have. Um, uh, I was. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I was on the fence a little bit about going to this show uh, for a number of reasons. One is I played Shake Your Money Maker to. I played it out to, to, you know, and, uh, to go there and see the album in its entirety. Um, uh, you know, I wasn't so excited, but I'm so glad I went. Uh, I just, you know, it was, the energy was great. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, everything was awesome there. And, uh, like I said, my son had a great time. Um, good. All right. I'll ask you what I ask, have asked everybody so far when the tour was announced on a scale of one to 10, what was your excitement level? Five. After you walked out of the show the other night in Pittsburgh, what was your excitement level? Eleven. I was wearing goosebumps on the way out of that show. Let me tell you, but the the hairs there's the hairs on my arm are standing up right now. Just talking about it. You know, it's interesting. At you know, there obviously if you go online, especially if you go on the message boards like A3 and things like that, there's a lot of negativity, and and mm-hmm. those people have all spent as much time with the band as as we have, and so they they have their right to that opinion. Um, I've said all along I was going to keep an open mind about it but what i find it interesting is so many people that i've talked to that were on the fence or like this isn't a good idea nobody that i've spoken to has come to me and said this was bad and i uh, had somebody say we're well, all just going to have people on that talk good I, have i asked have i asked you whether you're going to say anything good or bad 
you know? No. We, we just, we're just having people on. And yeah. um, I think it's very encouraging. I think it bodes well for the, for the future of the band as far as more touring, more special projects. Uh, hopefully we get some, you know, live archival releases out. But, um, you know, I mean, you've been to a bunch of shows. We had Steve Gleason on the other day. That's his 151st show. Wow. And if anybody has a right to say this is good or bad, it's him. Right. And, uh, you know, he enjoyed it. And so, I mean, it's not perfect. Is it going to be one of these shows like, you know, Beacon 96 or, you know, December 30th, 05 or whatever that just stands out? Probably not. Not for a while anyway until they vary the set list up and things like that. But Isaiah's still getting his feet wet. Um, by all accounts, Joe Robineau is, is just on fire. Uh, the drummer, Brian Griffin, everybody says he's, you know, doing um, Gorman's part admirably. And so... Um, I'm excited about going to see them and the videos have looked fun and it just looks like people are having fun. I mean, we've been cooped up in our house for, you know, almost 18 months. Um, I'm all up for having fun and we can get down to like the real serious, uh, crow shows in in the future. Is that kind of how you feel? It is. It was so great just to get out and experience live music and not only experience live music, but experience the live music of my favorite all time rock and roll band. Um, uh, to backpedal just a tad, yeah, they could not have asked for a better opening act uh, than Dirty Honey. I'll tell you what, they greased the wheels, they rocked, uh, they were they were great. Um, and I, I didn't, I mean, like I, I tried to listen to a few of their studio albums, you know, and the EPs that they have up on Apple Music, but uh, that didn't do them justice. Uh, the live act is what sold me on them. Now I'm jamming, now I'm back to jamming their uh, their studio albums and everything like that. Uh, uh, you know, I was I was thoroughly impressed, and if they're the band that's going to carry the torch forward, then let them go, let them do it. Well, see, you're not the first person to say that. I, I've also spoken to several people that like I listen to Dirty Honey, and eh, you know, it's not for me. Yeah, and then they see them live, and they're oh my gosh, they're legit. Yeah, they are. And uh, well, that's good. All right, so uh, everybody always wants to know how was the crowd. So. Uh, I would say that Star Lake here is probably one of the bigger venues that they've. Uh, it, it first of all, uh, you know, it's ballsy to 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 book it because it's twenty three thousand max capacity. That's massive. Um, it is, and I would say there was probably fifteen there, you know, um, optimistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know, so you maybe ten to fifteen. Uh, but what I was encouraged by was was the age groups. You know, there were kids. You know, there were people there, my kids age of 14 years old, and there were kids that were there or people that were, that were there that were older than me. And I thought that there was a great, you know, they, they appealed to a wide demographic of, uh, of uh, people and not just our genre or our demographic, the ones who we grew up, you know, who grew up with the Crows, you know. Um, right. And uh, but I would say that uh, everybody there had a great time. There were a few empty seats. Uh, we got seats under the pavilion um, because the weather recently has been pretty bad so you know uh, if we we're gonna rain we weren't gonna get wet right um but uh, uh you know as far as uh, the crowd goes it was they were enthusiastic uh they were partying having a great time it was a crow's crowd it was it was, it was awesome all right so i gotta ask you was the umbrella out yes okay all right next question did they still make their entrance using the the bar scene no I, so there was some, I, the, the guy was there and it, I don't know how you get that gig, but if he ever goes <laughs> down, I want it, you know, all he did was just stand there the whole time with both hands on the bar. Right. right? But, uh, 
I did not see anybody sitting there and uh, drinking, you know, or doing their thing, you know, at the bar. Okay. Uh, it was like a, more of like a saloon look, you know. Um, uh, but I will tell you that, uh, you know, going through the whole show, they just went straight through and played all those songs all the way up to the encore. There was no set break. There was nothing. You know, they just went, you know, after uh, after Stare Cold, I thought, okay, that's the first, you know, the album's over with. They'll, they'll go off and come back on. Um, they just went straight into No Speak, No Slave and just, you know, powered through all that. So, um, you know, it was it was a fast show, it felt like. Uh, of course, not too many of those Shake Your Moneymaker songs are very long. They were right. made for radio, you know. Uh, so, you know, four or five minute ditties, you know, you know, through the whole album. Uh, so it did feel like it went through fast uh, until we got into the second portion of the hits. And, uh, you know, No Speak, No Slave. It was nice to hear a horse head. Um, one nugget Chris threw out there was was um, uh, the first time they played uh, uh, She Talks to Angels Live was in Pittsburgh back in 1990. So um, he threw that out to the crowd. So, you know, you want to know what's funny about that? Steve Gorman told me the first time they ever played it live was here in Jackson, Mississippi. Jeez, <laughs> oh, here we go. So that, uh, yeah. Anyway, hey, hey, one of them could be wrong. One of them could be right. Yeah, I'll go with Chris. I'll go with Chris. <laughs> All right. Since, uh, you know, my hometown. I'm a homer. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this. Um, so obviously, you said they they did the, the intro a little differently um, mm-hmm. when they start hard to handle with that opening reel of how loud is rich. Loud, real loud. Okay. I thought that, but I thought I, all in all, um, I I just felt myself missing Ed through the whole show. I really did. I got really, you know, I just I just missed him through the whole show because of the runs he would go on and everything. Not to take anything away from Joel, you know, uh, he was he's a great keyboardist, but as you know, as we all know, Ed was the man, and uh, you know, it's, you know, and I find myself feeling like a. You know, through each song, you're like, ah, oh, but Ed would have just kept on going with mm-hmm. it, things like that. And, um, you know, but, you know, like everybody's different, you know, every musician's different, you know. And I think that, you know, to make things simpler for the for the newcomers, they tried to play it close to the album or right. the original uh, song as possible rather than, right. like I said, going off on these runs, you know, like that Ed would do. But uh, I miss Ed just like I'm sure everybody else does. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, amongst the Shake Your Moneymaker songs, which was the strongest, which was the weakest? Uh, I like Strut and Blues, hadn't heard it before. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, I'm not quite as much, I haven't been to as many shows as Gleason, but I'm somewhere over 50, but short of 60. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I thought they were all pretty strong. I like, you know, she talks to angels, you know, coming out with that high energy that Chris came out with. Like, he is bonafide rock or he is back. You know, he's the front man now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't think he lost anything. But then, you know, she, you know, she talks to angels is a you know, slower song, you know. So I would say that, uh, you know, that would probably be maybe the weakest, you know. I don't know. You know, I, I was, wasn't really looking at it this that way. I was just more appreciative that they mm-hmm. were there in front of me. Right. You know? You know, well, so. the w- one thing that's universally thought by everybody that's been to see it, and most people that watch the videos, Chris has never sounded better. Oh yeah, yep. And I will go on record saying that his time with the Chris Robinson Brotherhood and singing that way helped preserve that rock voice to a degree. Yes. Uh, and um, it, you know, he did not lose anything. You know, 
Uh, I'd like for him to grow his hair out longer, look more like a rock star. But, you know, he's, you know, he come out there in the capris and stuff like that, you know, and, you know, look more like the uh, by your side type Chris mm-hmm. than, you know, with the white hat and uh, the white pants and the sport coat and everything. But, uh, you know, hey, whatever. You know what I mean? As long right. as he's singing, I'm good. In the hits portion, they seem to be rotating about two songs in and out every night. I know you said you got Horsehead. What was the other deviation from the normal set list? Uh, I got uh, No Speak, No Slave, mm-hmm. um, Go Faster, which, I, which I'm pretty sure was uh, already being played. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Black Moon Creeping? All right, so you got, you got those Horsehead, two. Horsehead, yeah. Um, and, you know, for the record, like, I'm not a fan of an encore being a cover. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wish they would have came out and just, you know, and just sent us on our way with like, you know, she she gave good sunflower or something mm-hmm. like that. But to come out with a cover and only play one encore, I wasn't. But then again, I'm just happy they're in front of me playing, you know. But, uh, you know, coming out with an encore of a cover, I wasn't, um, you know, I don't it know. was the uh, it was uh, was it rock and roll by the Velvet Underground? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, so the, the other thing everybody always wants to know, what did you think about Isaiah Mitchell? I thought he was he did good, and like I said, you know, you could tell they played tight. For I thought they played pretty tight. Um, I didn't hear too many. I didn't hear any mistakes. And like I said, uh, you know, I feel like that they played everything close to what they played on the album. You know what I mean? The way it was, like nobody went off into their own, into their own. Like you know, uh, I think there was a bit of a drum solo, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, but uh, um, but nobody went off on a tangent anywhere and, and did their own thing. You know, like I said, it was a for 18 songs. It felt like a pretty quick show. You know what I mean? Especially with no uh, no set break. Right. All right. Um, how'd our friend Sven do? Oh, I lo- it was great to see him up there as well, too. You know, it, it felt like, you know, at least, you know, we had some of the band all together. You know what I mean? You know, like, but uh, I thought he did great. I thought he did. Gr- I thought everybody did great. You know, I was, you know, I was, I didn't want to nitpick. Mm-hmm. I just sat back and enjoyed, you know, right. and like I said, as the, as the, uh, as the, as the show went on, I just felt myself, you know, missing Ed the most, you know? So, but so, everybody else was great. What was your favorite song of the night? You know, and I, and it was Horsehead, I think it really was, uh, just because I haven't heard it live and, um, as we all know, Chris was not much. They didn't play much of that album, you know. Once it, you know, once they got done with right. that tour, not many songs made uh, their shows after that. And to hear Horsehead was good. Um, no speak, no slave. I loved it. It's one of my favorite songs, you know, personally. Uh, Wiser time, of course, you can't go wrong, you know. And uh, thorn my, I mean, it was, you know. But I would say, uh, you know, having seen a number of shows, hearing Horsehead, and I love the energy behind No Speak, No Slave. Uh, that that he brought. I mean, for not having a set break, Chris kept that high energy the whole way through, and um, you know, uh, and you know that that's impressive. You know, for two hours, two you know two or more hours to go and just keep that high energy uh, was great. Although he did work in a few wardrobe changes. And one time he walked off stage real fast and took off the white blazer, and then he just had the uh, the button down on, and then uh, he walked off stage uh, just before the encore, and then uh, put one of the uh, uh, concert T-shirts on that they sell at the merch uh, uh, booth, and uh, came out and and uh, looked like a rock star. You know what I mean? Like, you know. But uh, it, yeah, he has uh, definitely upped his pimp game. 
He has. He has. You got to respect that, too, though. <laughs> um, did you happen to buy any merch? I did. Um, I gave my, well, since it was my son's first show, I gave him carte blanche and said, mm-hmm. whatever you want. So he got uh, the tie-dyed mm-hmm. uh, shirt, and then uh, he got a Dirty Honey shirt, and I just got the tie-dyed shirt as well. I've heard, um, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, they have everything. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else they had. They had the, uh, the box set was there. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a grinder, you know, mm-hmm. we, they had uh, a hat. They had, they had a number of different, um, uh, you had the black, uh, concert shirt with the, uh, with the dates on the back. Although it did say world tour, but I didn't know they were going anywhere else. Yeah. They're going um, to Europe. Oh, they are? Because mm-hmm. there was no, no Europe dates on the back of yeah. one of the shirts. So I didn't, they actually have so. a bunch of dates there. So uh, um, and they had a white version of it. It was nice. But I, I fell in love with the tie-dyed one. It just mm-hmm. so happened to be the most expensive, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, but then I, I kicked myself in the butt because I really wanted to get a Dirty Honey shirt to, to support them uh, you know, to that regard. So uh, I think I'll probably order one off their website here in the next few days. All right, so if somebody's listening to this and they're old-timers like us and they're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go see them, what would your advice be? Go see them. That's it, pure and simple. Go see them. You will not be disappointed. Rich brings it. Chris brings it. Sven's there. I mean, it's, 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 it's Black Crow's rock and roll. That's all you got. It's, they do not lose much at all, you know. Well, that's, um, definitely go see Dirty Honey. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to go see him. I think it's going to be fun. Well, Bill, as always, uh, you're always welcome on here, and, and we enjoy you uh, picking up the phone and calling in for just a few minutes. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, and keep up the great work there. Thanks, Bill. All right, we will see you guys soon.